Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 258, season 11. Today's date is September 24th, 2023, and welcome to the show. On today's program, I will talk about the Hamburger Hamlet restaurants. It was a chain of restaurants uh, that was that were in Chicago. Also, uh, Chicago Sun-Times, a vice columnist and TV personality, Dorsey Connors. So we have an interesting show coming up. But first, we're going to go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Minute Maid Lemonade Crystals. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm going to play that uh, commercial. And if you try to recognize the actress who's speaking in the commercial, uh, she's a very familiar, uh, she has a very familiar voice. And she's from the... Uh, one of the most famous sitcoms of the 1950s. So uh, I will reveal who it is after I play the commercial. So sit back and relax, and I'll be back with the show. Thank you, everyone. Artificial flavors or colors in our lemonade, never. We use new Minute Maid lemonade crystals. It's made from lemon juice with no artificial flavors or colors. In fact, it's the only mix with no artificial flavors or colors. Tastes great. Naturally, it's from the makers of Minute Maid. New Minute Maid lemonade crystals. Natural lemon taste and natural lemon color. Minute Maid. Goodness you can taste. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Minute Maid uh, Lemonade Crystals. Uh, the, the actress that spoke in the commercial was none other than actress Jane Wyatt, best known as Margaret Anderson from the TV sitcom from the 1950s, Father's no, Father Knows Best. Excuse me. Uh, I used to watch the show all the time on Channel 9, you know, the reruns, WGN. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, I have it on DVD. Uh, it started with Robert Young and Eleanor Donahue, um, Lauren Chapin, and Billy Gray. Uh, it's uh, so she sounds so very classy. <laughs> she was a great actor. She had that good voice, you know. She reminded me of Natalie Schaefer from Gilligan's Island, you know. Uh, I remember this product. My mom bought it a few times when I was in high school. It was pretty good because I love lemonade. I really do. It's one of my favorite drinks, and uh, it wasn't bad, you know. Uh, I prefer lemonade uh, to soda or, you know, any thirst, something thirst-quenching, 
So uh, that's good. Okay. At the beginning of the program, uh, I mentioned I'm going to talk about the hamburger hamlet restaurants in Chicago. Also, uh, uh, Chicago Sun-Times advice columnist and TV personality Dorsey Connors. But before I get started, I want to mention a couple things. Uh, Let's see. Uh, number one, uh, it's an anniversary. Uh, I have an anniversary. Today's the 60th anniversary of the TV show Petticoat Junction uh, that starred B. Benadaret and uh, Edgar Buchanan as Uncle Joe. <laughs> I love the beginning of the show. He used to just sleep in front of the hotel. <laughs> and, of course, we remember the, uh, the three girls, uh, Betty Joe, Bobby Joe, and Billy Joe. Played by different actresses, except Betty Jo, that's played by Linda Henning. Uh, she was the daughter of the creator, uh, Paul Henning, who also created the Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres. The first time I saw this show was on Channel 32, WFLD-TV, around in the evening in the early 70s. Yeah, I watched reruns. It's a great show. You know, uh, they never showed the black and white uh, seasons. That was like the first two seasons, only the color ones uh, for some strange reason. But uh, a few years ago, I bought the DVD for the first two seasons. Uh, I don't think I bought the third one that was in color. But uh, I watched it once a few a few episodes. It was pretty good. You know, Uh, that was like the in the beginning like that and uh it ran from 1963 to 1970 and it's still rerun i think on me tv i think it's still there i'm not sure uh probably early in the morning you know but um we always like that theme song you know it like when the train is riding on the tracks and it leads you to the shady rest hotel <laughs> you also had the dog his name is dog <laughs> Actually, I don't know what is his name. I don't know. He was a Benji. You know, he played Benji in the movies. Yeah, he's a cute dog. I don't think that's his real name. I'm not sure. I used to watch the Benji movies. He was a smart dog like that. Okay, the second thing I want to mention, um, I found out some terrible news today that my high school friend, uh, his name was Gus Harvitt, died. Actually, he died last month, and I, I found out out today. I had no idea, you know. Um, I'm still sad about it. The reason I'm sad, because when I first started at Bogan High School in freshman year, I first knew him. He was one of my few friends, uh, and uh, we were in gym class together, and uh, he made me laugh, and did, uh, he had this weird kind of in a, a offensive uh, sense of humor. <laughs> He had that up to the end. He was great, you know. And uh, yeah, I knew I saw him a few times in high school. Then we lost touch, and then we got reunited from the reunions, you know. And yeah, he, what I heard, he was a magician, and he performed uh, places. And then he got sick afterwards, and he was in a wheelchair. The last time I saw him was the fortieth anniversary, fortieth uh, reunion in um, twenty twenty one. And he was in a wheelchair, and he was so happy to see me. I was so happy to see him. Oh, that poor guy. And uh, so I posted it on Facebook on the Bogan High School uh, reunion page. Uh, another friend of mine uh, posted that earlier, and I posted it on my page. And I told him, you know, Gus, we, I miss you. We all miss. We will all miss you. 
you know, he knew a lot of classmates, you know, he was, he was special. He was funny. You know, I heard he was a big Kiss fan of the band. <laughs> he loved that. Uh, but uh, I will miss him terribly. Okay. Right now I'm going to play. Uh, no, I'm not going to play. I'm going to talk about the Hamburger Hamlet restaurant uh, that was in Chicago. So I'll give you a little history of this place. Uh, it was a chain of restaurants based in Los Angeles. It opened in 1950. And uh, the owners were actor Harry Lewis and his future wife, Marilyn. Uh, they got married in a couple of years later. Uh, Harry Lewis was an actor. Well, he, not very famous actor. He was like, he did supporting roles. Uh, he was in, uh, let's see, for example, he was in Key Largo. Uh, he was in Gun Crazy. He played, uh, he did some television. He was also uh, in the Ten Commandments. was in that. Um, and then uh, in 1950, him and his girlfriend then opened the Hamburger Hamlet restaurant. And it was located, it was on the Sunset uh, Strip. It was on Sunset Boulevard. And it became very successful. And they opened about... Uh, about 24 restaurants, and uh, not just in L.A., also in Chicago and the and Washington, D.C. And uh, it was known as their exotic combinations of toppings put on a hamburger, not like today. But it was uh, sort of unheard of back then. Uh, like, for example, you had a bacon cheeseburger with a Russian dressing, or you had a little fried onions or a tomato relish, and... Uh, they had other uh, types of foods as well. the um, the location uh, the locations of the place. Uh, it took me a while to find it. Uh, in Chicago, it was at the Gold Coast uh, neighborhood at ten twenty four North Rush Street, uh, but it was also forty four East Walton Street. I don't know if that's the same address. I think it is. You know, it could be either. I heard it's a very. Uh, I have a photo of that on my files. And uh, there was outdoor dining, and I heard inside was very uh, like a pub-like uh, decor, like that. I've never went to this place. I wish I did, you know, because I love hamburgers. I always, I can eat one every day. I, I, I should have went there, but uh, I never had the opportunity to it. It also had three other locations. Uh, one was at Vernon Hills, Illinois, at Ten Thousand Lakeview Parkway. It's probably near Hawthorne Center, I imagine. Also in Glenview, 1432 Waukegan Road. And also in Wheaton at 51 Towns Square. And uh, I found a menu of the Hamburger uh, Hamlet. And uh, let's see. So let's see what we have here. Uh, they had other foods like that. Uh, also, you know, they served liquor, beer, wine appetizers <laughs> like that you know it sounds like i'm talking about bennigan's that uh, they had soup excuse me they had soups and all that uh the the burgers they had uh they had uh one was the big big hamlet burger came with uh, fr french fries and special green salad uh like for example they had the big guacamole burger they had the or russian dressing or barbecue sauce 
or you had a chili burger, you had onions, uh, also bacon, I mentioned, also American cheese, or you want everything on it, you know, lettuce, tomato, pickles, you know. Also saute mushroom burger with sour cream and yummy melted cheese. I'm not a big mushroom fan. And, uh, and they had ratatouille burger. Mm, okay. And uh, let's see. They also had uh, gourmet burgers. Um, like grilled onions and marana sauce. Uh, let's see what else they got. They had um, any type of burger you want like that. Uh, they had the Mighty Brunch Burger. They had one with Swiss cheese and all that patty melt. Anything you want like that. It was great. It was sounded wonderful. It really did sound wonderful. Uh, it went in business. It was in business for quite a while. And uh, but in L.A., uh, it was very famous because a lot of. Uh, a lot of some celebrities went there, you know, at the time, you know, and. Uh, they loved that place. They loved that. uh there was another burger they had. It's called the Emperor Henry the Fourth uh, Burger, which came with ham and bacon and Russian dressing. <laughs> oh my God! Also, they started bunless burgers. You know, if you, you know, you don't want carbs in your diet. Uh, I, I, I can't resist. I love bread. You know, on a burger, I can't. How do you eat on a burger? You take a knife and fork and <laughs> just eat like that. That's strange, like that. Okay, and uh, let's see what else. So they were in business for quite a while, and then uh, they started closing, you know, they filed for Chapter 11 in Chicago. I don't know about Washington, D.C. Uh, so, so like, uh, in the suburban areas, like, for like for Glenview, Wheaton, and uh, Vernon Hills, uh, they closed. And then, uh, but the one in the downtown, on, uh, not on Rush Street, uh, remained open for quite a while and that happened in 1995 and uh so i don't know when it closed probably late 90s later on but uh and then in the one in california i think it closed recently uh they've been closing down uh like that and let's see uh yeah so it was around 2014 that the ones in california closed and then um the the owner, Harry Lewis, uh, he died in uh, June 9th, 2013. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know if his wife is still alive. No, I don't think she is. You know, and they and they probably closed right after. And I don't I don't know about their children that, that they wanted to take. It. Oh, here she here it is. Yeah, his wife died 2017, about uh, four years later. I don't know if his children wanted to continue the the business. Uh, after dad, but uh, maybe there were some problems, you know, financial. And, uh, but it was very memorable in the Chicagoland area. I remember I posted a photo of the Hamburger Hamlet a year, about a few years ago, and people remembered it and they loved that restaurant. They really loved it, you know. It was like uh, the hamburgers were delicious. And uh, it's what, just like Fuddruckers, but uh, it wasn't really like Fuddruckers. So uh, you can still find memorabilia of this place on eBay, like, for example, ashtrays, menus, uh, matchbooks, 
you know, you can find that. And, uh, you know, I totally forgot about this place. You know, then again, uh, again, I, I wish I went there. I want to try it. Oh, well. <laughs> so, so that's it for the Hamburger Hamlet uh, uh, burger restaurants. Uh, right now, I'm going to talk about um, the advice uh, columnist for the Chicago Sun-Times and TV personality, Dorsey Connors. Now, a, a lot of people did not remember her, uh, but she was very well known in the 1950s and 60s. And uh, she was sort of like Martha Stewart in those days. <laughs> um, on her TV show, uh, she... Uh, she had her own name. It was called Dorsey Connors. And uh, she had a, a show that ran about 15 minutes, probably in the afternoon or in the evening. And she would give uh, household hints. And she did arts and crafts. And, you know, and she demonstrated how, or like household hints, you know, if you want to get stains out of clothes or anything, you know, that's useful around the house like that. Uh, so I found a clip on YouTube and it explains something to do with nail polish. And she's also, uh, has a sponsor and it's for Sawyer townhouse crackers. She says Sayer. I don't know if it's Sayer or Sawyer. I thought it's Sawyer. Uh, I will explain more about her and the product that she's, uh, endorsing. Uh, this clip is about, uh, hmm. About four minutes long, so you would that's the only clip I could find. So you would hear her voice, and it's kind of cool to go back and see like that. Nothing flashy, nothing state of the art, just her speaking and explaining a uh, household hint. So here is uh, Dorsey Connors, you know, with a with a household hint. Thank you, everyone. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, everyone. You know, that bottle of nail polish that you have around the house comes in handy for a lot of things other than just making someone's nails look very pretty. For instance, if you want to mark tools for good identification, you don't have to drag out the enamel or the can of paint because just a touch with nail polish will tell just who the tools belong to. It's a very good idea for your garden tools because so often garden tools are so much alike and a neighbor just absent-mindedly might pick up your tools, so mark it with nail polish. And if you're going to do a paint job that requires a brush, then if you have the trouble that I always have of when I'm trying to paint anything that's on a surface above me, the paint runs down the brush, down the handle of the brush and onto my hand. And I found that by cutting a hollow rubber ball in half, putting a slit in it so it will slip over the handle of the brush. All of the paint drippings will go down into the half of the hollow ball and not on my hand. I also found something that you can do with the other half of the rubber ball, too. If you have a small plaster job to do, a very small plaster job, if you mix a little bit of plaster in the other half of the rubber ball, it's a wonderful kind of a container for plaster, and then when you finish the job and the plaster hardens, you simply move the half of the hollow ball around like this, and out comes the plaster. For any kind of a paint job that's going to require just a little bit of paint, this is just about the handiest container that I have ever seen. It's 
a milk carton. And you can cut it, of course, to any size that you want to hold as much paint as you want. And then when you finish the job, you can simply throw it away. Really, I think that we should hang on to all of our milk containers because they come in very handy for a lot of purposes. If you split your milk cartons in half like this, lengthwise, you'll find that they're great in the refrigerator. Leftover foods, and especially foods that have any kind of an odor, such as fish. If you put them in the refrigerator in the split half of a milk carton, well, of course, you can just throw it away when you're finished with it. And, too, it's awfully nice to take them on a trip if you're taking your doggy along because they make nice little feeding dishes for Rover. Well, whether you're going to be away or you're staying at home, there's one thing that I hope you always have on your pantry shelf. And that's a big box of Sawyer Townhouse crackers. Because you see, Sawyer Townhouse crackers are awfully good with any kind of food. They somehow or other seem to bring out the best in every food. And all by themselves, they're a wonderful snack. I've been telling you for quite some time about Sawyer Townhouse crackers, and I suppose you've seen our ads in the paper and the big billboards. But you know, there's only one way you really can tell how fine Sawyer Townhouse crackers are, and that's by actually eating them. And you remember that Sawyer Townhouse crackers are oval-shaped. They're oval-shaped, which makes them very smart and very modern in appearance. And not only that, but it makes them just right for two bites. And two of the best bites that you've ever seen in your life or ever tasted in your life. And there are no crumbs with Townhouse crackers, so that you never have to worry about sweeping up crumbs when your family eats Sawyer Townhouse crackers. You'll find them in this great big red and yellow box or in the new 7-ounce size, on the shelves of your favorite grocer or delicatessen, or at the Jewel, the A&P, the Kroger, and the National Superfood Mart. And be sure that you ask for Sawyer Townhouse Crackers. And good? Well, of course they're good. They're Sawyer. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope uh, you enjoyed the, that little clip from Dorsey Connors. Uh, you know, she, like I said before, she was like the Martha Stewart of that era. Also, she wrote for, uh, she, for the Chicago Sun-Times. She was an advice columnist. Uh, I don't know if she was like Ann Landers or Dear Abby. Uh, I'm not sure. Probably probably not. <laughs> so, um, and uh, she wrote, uh, she was there until the 2000s. And she was there from the 1950s and 60s. She also, uh, she also appeared on the Today Show. You know, she talked about fashions and all that. Uh, she broke into television uh, when WGN started in 1948 and hosting personality profiles. That was one of the earliest shows. And then she went to Channel 5, and that was called WNBQ, not WMAQ. 
back then. And uh, like I said, she had a 15 minute uh, show. You know, she did that. Kind of like Lee Phillip. Remember? Yeah, Lee Phillips, like that. And uh, she continued her column all the way to the almost to the end, like that. Uh, she. Yeah, so most of the advice she uh, gave was it was not love. It was just like household hints. So you would read the sun, read the sun times, and there she was, and uh, she would do that. And she, uh, you know, and she always used a, a manual type typewriter, not like today what we use, <laughs> like that. Remember word processing in the eighties? I ought to talk about that sometime. And uh, she would just. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, she was she was amazing. She really was. She seemed like a very nice lady, very nice indeed. And like that. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if she did interviews on the show. Maybe she did. I'm not. Uh, but she, uh, but she did start on the radio, uh, probably Chicago radio, I would imagine. So that was like in the 1940s, like that. So, uh, and uh, let's see what else. And then she passed away on, let's see, it was like September 5th, uh, 2007. And uh, I don't know, but she never gave her age. So she, I think she was like in her mid nineties. <laughs> she lived a very long life, you know. Also, not just household tips she gave on her columns or on her TV show. She also um, gave uh, advice on common sense, you know, to people. We sure need that today <laughs> because people, most people, some people don't do that. They, they don't use common sense. They just do other things that you're like scratching your head and, and you would say, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Ridiculous. Okay. So that's it for this show. I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about the Hamburger Hamlet restaurants in Chicago. Uh, that was a chain of hamburger restaurants. Also, uh, Chicago Sun-Times advanced advice columnist and TV personality, Dorsey Connors. Uh, this podcast will be published later on today. Uh, wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also, just subscribe and you'll get a notification for a new episode. Also, it'll be on my blog, vanishchicagoland.blog. And also on my YouTube channel, Vanishchicagoland Stories, the podcast. Uh, people have asked me every day, where do I find your podcast? Where do I listen? You know, some people are not computer savvy. You know, I can understand that. Just go to YouTube. Do a search. Uh, if and if you find it, please subscribe and listen to the uh, episode. You can listen to past episodes if you like. They're all there, all two hundred and fifty-seven of them <laughs> for you to choose. Yeah, it'll take all day like that. Also, be posted on my uh, social media accounts: Facebook, Twitter. Also, the link will be on Instagram and Threads. You can do that. Uh, whatever is easier for you. You have any questions? Uh, contact me, message me. I'll be happy to help. Okay. 
So this is Pete Castanhas, your host of Vanish Gondolin Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, today is a nice day. Uh, I went for a walk yesterday, uh, a little bit. My foot still hurts a little bit, but I, I did 30 laps and I was fine. Everything's okay. I don't want to strain myself. So I might do that again this afternoon, you know, and uh, well, everyone's going to watch the Bears game. Of course, it's Sunday. You know, well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Me, I just, uh, I'm just going to have lunch and relax. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, once the, and when the podcast is ready, I'll publish it. Okay. So everyone have, have a good rest of the weekend. I will do another episode probably Tuesday. I'll think of what I'm going to discuss. Uh, might be something interesting. We'll see. Okay, so here's bye-bye for me. And here's Ray Rainier with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.